Hello and welcome to the United States of Soccer on this gorgeous, don't know what day Thursday is going to be, but it's Thursday, and we have some very the special sixth. guests for you. Right. Sixth. Sixth. You sure? Well, Tuesday's the fourth. Yeah, touche. Uh, we got some very special guests for you today. First, my name is Michael Willis at Carefree Willis on Twitter. I am joined as always by a man hailing from Johnson City, Tennessee. His name is Brian Mitchell at Brian Mitchell on Twitter. What's up, dude? What up? I should uh, do what's the what are those things called, Alex? That sell stuff. I was gonna say you sound like one of those like disclaimer things at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. where you go, where you talk really fast. You talk really fast, yeah. like all the side effects mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> stuff you don't need to know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. that, 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 man, was, that is what that was. <laughs> that man you just heard is at producer Alex twenty three on Twitter. He has got a massive week this week. Not only recording, editing, producing, directing these shows, but also. Shout out to go follow Alex on Twitter and give him some love because he's got a lot of per, like actual professional work that he has to do for me this week. <laughs> uh, so go go say hang out with him today though. We got a special guests for you, Bill and Kevin from A Mischief of Magpies, a weekly podcast that covers everything Newcastle United. They'll be joining us today, Brian. How sweet is that? It's freaking awesome. I'm excited because it is Newcastle because we and because we mentioned Newcastle a lot. Um, in the first six months of our podcast and the second half of this past season, um, talking about how good they're doing and if they finish in a, if they ended up finishing in the top four, how dangerous they're going to be next season. They did finish top four. So it's going to be cool to hear from uh, these guys about their team. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this deep dive into all things Newcastle United, not just last year, but from Mike Ashley's end until now. And a look ahead at what a successful season for Newcastle is next year. And this, what you're about to hear, is a butter transition that Alex is about to throw down. Thanks so much, producer Alex. Enjoy the interview. Um, and now we are live. All right, you guys, Bill, Kevin, you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Brian, you Always, good? man. Alex, you good? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Hello. Oh, it's and so funny. They, they take right. it so pro- like professionally, don't they? <laughs> oh, dude. I'm, like, are you I'm guys ready? To... Are you guys That's ready? That's the nicest thing we've ever heard. That is, man. We I just we just get in front hey, of the Kevin, mics and just start bullshitting. You fucked it up immediately. Nah. Like, I promise. <laughs> did you see the countdown? My God. I, I, you love think this. I, pro- I haven't this is a hundred percent staying in. I absolutely, absolutely love this so much. This, this is, we this, say that all the time. Do you think Kevin, why'd you fuck this up again? Oh, we're keeping this. Baby. Oh, we're keeping this. What do you think the numbers are for, you jackass? Oh my god! <laughs> absolutely love this start. My name is Michael Willis. I am joined as always by Brian Brian Mitchell. Alex is over there doing his thing right now. We are joined by two fucking awesome guest right here we've started this thing off absolutely electric we've got bill and kevin from a mischief of magpies a weekly podcast covering newcastle united who are champions league bound i mean that is Let's wild go. Bill, wait, how wait, you doing, wait. i'm man? sorry you broke up on me can you say that again i just i wanted to make sure that i caught that if I was a better singer, I'd sing the uh, <laughs> the, the intro for you. Oh yeah, Kevin's a terrible singer, both, and he sings it anyway. We both turns at that. That's for sure. <laughs> the champion. Uh, there you go. My voice doesn't get that high, unfortunately, but I would. That is that is absolutely awesome. Kevin, how you hey, doing? That's man? what my thirteen-year-old son says too. <laughs> you know. No, I'm just glad that you know. I was all morning. I was thinking to myself, is it going to be okay if we swear on this podcast? Like, I'm not really sure. Absolutely. And, you know, absolutely. within literally a half a second, they answer. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Absolutely. You so know, let's fucking go. You know, no, seriously, bring that in. We're perfectly fine. It was funny too because we we actually talked to another uh, crew right before this uh, Sheffield United show uh, at Red Half of Sheffield. Go check them out, man. They're awesome. But instantly, uh, we had a guy Chad Jarvis on, and uh, I did not know. It's one of those awkward things. You don't know if you guys are allowed to like actually be you if it's gonna right. be disrespectful yeah and immediately came in there and was like man the fuck is going on with you? i was like absolutely. <laughs> let's get going dude let's go absolutely love it boys let's get let's get started here uh wind back the clock for me a couple i'll say about a year and a half now i guess mike ashley name you probably don't want to talk about still uh, uh you know owning this club uh this guy finally leaves i was i don't think we've told you this or not but we will tell you now you're talking to scum of the Premier League, Chelsea fan, Liverpool fan, and then a City fan over here to the right. So you wow. feel free to, yeah, yeah, feel free to put those uh, put those insults in. I can, we can absolutely take them. But as a Chelsea fan, I was watching that Newcastle team go down all those years ago, and then when they came back up, I was thinking, man, I, this I, it was it was. It was it was weird watching uh, a, a team across the seas and how passionate they got, and the fans were electric about you know getting this guy out and hating uh sports direct I, again not a newcastle fan but I, watching those scenes was you know ingrained in my mind if that was the first because you don't see this here in america look it, well you do actually and, and you're in this area so i'm about to make this make a lot of sense for you but in this area you know we have dan snyder who has held you know who has basically held the washington commanders hostage for 15 years the only difference to me to me between dan snyder and mike ashley is that dan snyder sucked at trying to win (laughs) mike ashley had no interest in winning he just wanted to be 14th and collect his checks it's the only difference between the two kevin thoughts on uh, mike ashley before we get into it but he leaves i mean how how awesome was that feeling that like the relief of this guy gone Finally. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, I just keep thinking about the times, the many, many times over the last 20 years that we have all thought about jumping ship. You know, everybody's been there. I mean, as America, that's the interesting thing about you guys and us having this chat together, because we've all maybe not all of us Liverpool fan, but we've all pretty much been there where, yeah. you know, you you pick a team because whatever reason. And, it, and it's interesting. We always talk to other fans from Newcastle about why they've actually picked Newcastle. And some of them have, some of them actually haven't picked them. Like Bill was kind of like thrown in his lap. I actually, actually literally picked Newcastle as a team. And I went through a whole process of selection. God bless you. Dude. And it's very boring, <laughs> but, but you know, all those years of losing and not only losing, but losing badly and having the ownership, not even want to win. Like Bill said, is just, you couldn't get any worse than that. So you had to pick out these like individual silly moments that you sort of, you know, take pride in and hold with you very dearly. And that one, you know, we all know for it was like two years coming when we were finally taken over. And that one moment that it actually became true. By that time, we we're all just like, fuck this. No way. Yeah. Every whisper of a, of a rumor about us being taken over, no one believed it anymore. So when it actually got, you know, kind of got legs on Sky Sports, that was the first time I ever went to the Hawk and Griffin that night. And it was because we were at this moment where, remember, Bill, it was like things were that was right after COVID and with the other bar that we used to go to closed down because of COVID. And there's all this upheaval and nothing. Nobody really knew what was going to happen with the club or with our D.C. owners or our D.C. Uh, following. And then everything just kind of came together at once. And, and the, the team started afresh and our D.C. group started afresh. And then later the podcast came. But it's just been like 
it's like a roller coaster. It really is. Yeah, you have to imagine, uh, and Kevin's exactly right. Like, you know, we are basically Newcastle fans by choice, but it was year after year after year of no reason to have any hope, right? Like, being a Newcastle fan was all about picking some pretty okay individual performance because the way the team set up game after game and season after season was kick the ball off and then go park the bus and then just hope to smash and grab. And that's not fun. I mean, it's fun when the smash and grab works, works, (laughs) but but it's occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was as if in October of 2021, and we didn't know what was what was coming, and we certainly didn't know how fast it was going to come. Like nobody, right. nobody believed that. But just to have hope that we would be able to hope that we would have something to be proud of that you know was it it was it was an electric day. Yeah, yeah. and this- to be honest, like the I remember all those. I mean, even before Ashley was around, as a Newcastle fan, there's a famous saying. Uh, amongst the Newcastle fans, which is we don't we don't need a team that wins. We just want a team that competes. Mm -hmm. And that's so, so true amongst the Newcastle supporters. There is a little part of me that still I mean, when when like Bill said, when the new owners came in, no, you know, no offense to Manchester City, but we didn't want a Manchester City situation where it was very clearly it was it's very strategic and organized and financial. And they had their they had their shit together like they knew what they were doing and they had a good process laid out. And look what's happened. Everything's been great. But for me, I chose the club because specifically because it wasn't a Manchester United. It wasn't a Liverpool. It wasn't a top six sort of blue chip squad from the very beginning. And Kevin also like, plays in we, traffic for fun. So that's uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I've been a Cubs fan. I've been a Cubs Frogger fan. Style. <laughs> yes, exactly. That frog ain't got nothing on Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely you know it's it's when, when when you said that you know nobody knew you know it wasn't nobody believed it i remember when all this was going on this was this this whole thing fascinated me i remember when all this was going on it just felt like for two years in a row it was actually selling actually selling and it finally got to a point that i think everybody even non-fans were like when it happens that's when i'll believe it but i'm not believing this yeah. shit anymore oh. and then it was just all of a sudden Dude, it was Groundhog's Day. Exactly. It was literally every day. So in 2019, when it first came up, I would check my phone every morning. Has it happened? Has it happened? And it was, I mean, after, at that point, 12 years of Ashley's ownership. I mean, the year 2019 and 2020 was so disheartening at Newcastle because he thought he was selling. So he literally, even even for a guy who didn't spend anything, he went even he went even yeah. deeper in shutting things off. Like after the yeah. takeover, I really can't I can't convey how weird this is. Everyone got real excited. Everyone in Newcastle got excited. Like Newcastle Twitter blew up because they washed the stadium. (laughs) Literally, literally. They washed the windows. That was the first thing that they did. The new owners came in and they're (laughs) we got to wash these fucking windows. We can't, we can't see shit out these windows, man. We can get photo <laughs> right. wash in here and get this going. Right. That is- it's like when you go to an Airbnb and like the photos look awesome, and you go in for the first time and you're like, "I'm not touching." <laughs> <laughs> that was St. James's Park. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is so. I did not know that. That is so damn funny. Amanda Stavely walked in and goes, uh, "We're high class now. Get these windows clean. Get these, these windows. Exactly. Yeah. Do something." 
gosh, that's funny. Yeah. So, I mean, and you guys have kind of already started alluding to it, but uh, I guess next question for you guys, I guess I'll start with Kevin. We'll go to Bill after this, but uh, Kevin, so um, my, my question is kind of, I mean, how long have you been a Newcastle fan and maybe what's your, why did you choose, what made you choose Newcastle? Yeah. So tell the story. Well, I've told the story a bunch on the podcast, actually. I've been a Newcastle fan for officially for about 20 years. I think it was 2004 when I started, so almost 20 years. It was, I think a lot of people were probably around the same time as I was, which was when Fox Soccer Channel came, you know, really started. Prior to that, though, when I was, when I was a kid, I played soccer my whole life. And I always have been a huge fan of the sport, and I never thought that it got its due in America. So one time, I think I was in high school at the time, I get a Time Magazine article that's talking about Alan Shearer's purchase from um, Blackburn to Newcastle for 15 million pounds. And I was like, 15 million pounds? There's like one, because in America, we do trades, you know, we don't buy. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. (laughs) So I was like, one guy's worth 15 million pounds. That's incredible. So it just just stayed with me. I never was able to forget that moment. And so when the time came, when when, uh, Fox Soccer Channel came up, and I was like, holy shit, I can actually watch games now. You know, I started to, I don't know if you guys were the same, but I, it took me like two years to get used to the, you know, the colloquialisms, understanding what, yeah. what an equalizer was and all <laughs> right. this stuff. I mean, a lot of American fans are like that, I think, but you just kind of throw yourself into it and you just, you know, you love the sport, you love the game and you just, you're trying to find inroads into the game. So finally, when the, the TV channel came on, I said, I got to pick a team and I picked, I didn't want, like I said, I didn't want one of the, one of the top, you know, um, blue chip clubs. So I picked um, Nailed it. Newcastle, Aston Villa <laughs> and uh, Spurs okay. to, to actually kind of follow for what well, I gave myself one season. And after like three weeks, it was pretty much over. I, I just kept thinking about Alan Shearer and that article. Alan was still playing at the time. Yeah. And so it was it was immediate for me. I never never really cared about the other two from the very beginning. So Bill, I'll come to you was, in a second. That's sec- my story. Bill, I'll come to you in a second, man. That's awesome. So I want to unpack like two things that uh, Kevin said there. Um, I am 30, okay? So when when I started getting into the game, it was being pushed, pushed, pushed the big six teams. And I fell into that, and that's why I became Chelsea. When you said that it took two years to understand everything, I was uh, 17 or, or – 16 or 17 years old when Chelsea won the Champions League in Bayern Munich. I remember watching that game and I remember as soon as we lifted the trophy, I said, sweet. And I changed the channel because I had no idea the magnitude of what it was. And it wasn't until like 2013 when we won the Europa League where I was like, oh, oh shit, wow. this is, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a crazy thing to think about yeah. that. Like, by the way, way both have... of us hate you very much right now. The way that you just, <laughs> oh, oh, we just lifted the Champions League and who, oh, maybe I'll be able to catch the end of the Simpsons. Like, <laughs> we washed awesome. windows. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. That's amazing. Bill, Bill, why as now, that's the, that's my man, Bill. Bill Mann in the background there, absolutely <laughs> shitting on my love for Chelsea. I love Bill, so much. Why, why Newcastle United? Why did you not go? for the glitz and glamour like I did. Why so I'm not 30. Uh, yeah, I'm not 30. Um, and in 1980, my family went uh, with a program that was put together by Jimmy Carter called the Friendship Force. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. And it was an exchange pra- program. So the first place I ever went outside of the United States was Newcastle-upon-Tyne, England. And wow. our family that we were staying with took us to a match. And you can imagine, like, this was 1980. You know, there are fist fights outside. Like, this was yeah. this was a terrible decision. 
Like it was, <laughs> but you go into and St. James's Park was not what it is now. I mean, it had the you know it had the standing terraces, yeah. but you walk out onto the field and my the things that I remember the most was just coming through and seeing that field pitch whatever I'm American yeah, to field. We follow. We yeah, follow. thank you. Uh, and then the noise when they scored. And I was and I was hooked. But, you know, it was 1980. So you come back here to the U.S. I'm in small town, North Carolina, and I have wear my jersey. And people are like, why are you dressed like a referee? And uh, <laughs> so uh, so I I remained a fan, you know, basically just following on in the Sunday paper. But my son, who's yeah. now 18, when I when he was little, same kind of thing. Fox soccer started coming on and I was watching Newcastle one day and uh, he comes in and he's a, he's a great soccer player and he's a, and, and he's a great fan, but he's like, who's playing. I said, well, that's, that's one team. Let's call it Chelsea. And the other one's Newcastle. And, and he said, well, who do you root for? And I said, well, I, I, I have always rooted for Newcastle and my kid who ought to go into marketing said, well, if you're rooting for Newcastle, I'm going to root for Newcastle. And it was just, <laughs> You know, like, so I've been able to share that with my son. And so that was, yeah. that was really what dragged me back in. So what I'm getting here is you don't love your son. You, you <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, the, dude, the at one, that's so funny you say that because literally at that point in time, I said, I have to explain something to you. <laughs> I'm glad that you love me. I really appreciate it. What you were embarking on is not a journey of happiness. And I allowed, and I allowed him to choose, but he he he, he stuck with his pops. So good for yeah, him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, awesome. I, I felt terrible for him for. <laughs> but so that that's was hilarious. that was the origin story. No, that's, that's awesome. No, yeah, that that yeah, that's really awesome. That's that's really cool. Uh, well, then we'll move on to kind of uh, you know, present. kind of more present day stuff here. Um, so next question will be you know about uh manager. So Eddie Howe. So Eddie Eddie Howe comes in. As manager, uh, what were your thoughts when he first came in, and what are your thoughts now, Kevin? Well, let me jump in. When when you said that um, you didn't want the Man City mold of just buying all right. these players, I thought that's what you guys were gonna do, and then you hired that's you know right. Eddie Howe, and I thought you can go all the place, and then you bought Dan fucking Byrne, and yeah, I was like, what? Right. The, this team stinks, dude. <laughs> yeah. And go on. What what what's your thoughts on Eddie Howe, man? Well, Eddie Howe came in after Unai Emery didn't. And Unai Emery, you know, it's still arguable why he didn't come in, but it was it was quite possibly because uh, there was a rumor that let out that he was going to join the day that he had a very important Champions League match. And he's so and we, we give a lot of respect and a lot of time to Unai, Unai Emery and what he's done with Villa. So all good there. And he's a man of principle. And I think what happened, I believe it. He didn't want this to come out to interrupt his team and his focus. And uh, it did. So he was so angry. He said, fuck this. I'm pulling the plug. I have to, you know, get my priorities straight. And I, you know, that, that was, I think that was Newcastle's fault. So I, um, I think that Unai Emery seemed to be at the time, a pretty big name for where we were, where we were at the time. And I thought that actually Eddie Howe was literally perfect for our club because we needed somebody who would embark on the journey with us and didn't necessarily want or need that immediate success right away. And I really, that was really where my head was at. The only thing that I was a little concerned about with Eddie Howe was that he always had this um, this mantra of of being an offensive minded uh, uh, coach yeah. manager, and and really you know the, he had problems in the defense, and we he pretty much you know cast that aside in the first you know 
six months of his uh, of his career with Newcastle. So I think I think Eddie Howe's been amazing. He's shown a lot of determination, and and he's been pretty actually inflexible at times, and that has that has proven to be so far for us one of the strengths. That at you know before when we had McLaren and we had all these different guys, you never knew who our starting eleven was going to be. They kept trying. They never knew their favorite players. And you knew from the beginning what you're going to get with Eddie Howe. And he kind of like took it back down to basics and then just started rebuilding from there. So I think it's been great. Bill, your thoughts on Eddie Howe. So I was pro Eddie Howe from the start. Um, I had watched what Newcastle really needed. And again, we've joked about the fact that they didn't clean the windows, but they really needed someone who was a builder. And so I like the fact, if you think about what Unai Emery is, and you can see what he's doing at Astonville, and I completely agree with 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 Kevin, but there at Newcastle was almost run the same way that North Korea is run. Like there was no communication, there was no investment anywhere. And so you needed a guy who just knew that he you know knew how to build a system not just on the field but everywhere around i mean there are famous pictures now of newcastle f- players at their training facility in an ice bath that was literally a 60 gallon trash can that they're sitting in yeah. like like yeah. the kind of thing that you would expect at a you know at at a very small college's football team. Newcastle's stuff was worse. So the fact that he built Bournemouth from literally nothing, and we forget this now, they were third division, and not only did he coach well, not only did he manage the squad well, but they were ready when they came into the Premier League, and that was no accident. So uh, the thing that none of us knew about Eddie Howe is that he had been down in Spain learning the dark arts with Diego Simeone. So uh, when when we saw their defensive spine, that was a surprise to, to almost every Newcastle fan. We thought we were getting the entertainers again. And, you know, that was something that was going to, that was going to work great for a period of time. So I think a lot of us may have in the back of our minds thought of Eddie Howe as being a stepping stone to somebody else, but he's so much more than that. Yeah. Bill, I think I think you hit it right on because, in my opinion, there's two types of managers, and when you have the ultimate premier manager, they're both, which is yeah. a great coach yeah. and then someone who can manage egos. Mm. And when you get a guy like Pep, he can do both of them perfectly, yeah. right? Perfectly. Yeah. And we've had, for so long, we've tried to pretend like we were this huge club with big names and we would get the big name manager who knows how to manage egos. I mean, we couldn't pass the ball. Yeah. It was so <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> Like Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce is huh. a great defensive player in his day, but he is a terrible coach. Yeah. He would go in and he would make sure all the players were happy. He would make sure there's plenty of bacon on the table. <laughs> Everybody was eaten under Good. Steve Bruce. Okay? Good. Eaten oh, yeah. well. Oh, yeah. But he oh, yeah. could not, I mean, but they couldn't play football to save their lives. Yeah. And that's what Eddie Howe really changed. When he came in, he like right first day, 6 a.m., they started drilling. And you could tell this is a whole new thing we got going on. It's funny. I, I, I uh, when I think back when I was really getting into the league, Steve McLaren uh, was your head coach. And I was like, God, this guy, mm-hmm. this guy stinks. Uh, this <laughs> in Newcastle only going one way. I mean, and it was, it's, that's, it's, it's so wild to think about now. I, I actually have always rated Eddie Howe. I, I really like Eddie Howe. There was a time that he was, um, yeah, rumored to go to Spurs, and I was very worried. And I, you know, classic Spurs. I mean, they fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> they did. 
So of course they did. I, you know, I didn't actually know about Unai Emery. I, I only, I'm, I knew that he was linked to the job. I didn't know that that's all that happened. Oh yeah, it was mainstream media. I, I mean, I when I was reading into that, it was. I remember reading an article that Unai just flat out denied Newcastle, but I didn't know that it was a whole. That's super interesting, yeah, man. That's and crazy. like, I didn't know that, what could have been because I also think Unai Emery is. You see what he's doing at Villa. Oh I mean, yeah, Villa are going to be so yeah. good next yeah. year. Uh, yeah. but this uh, that is that is interesting, man. But I think I think you got a good manager still. Eddie Howe is such a smart. We've seen it. I mean, let me with that. Let me go into this. Last year, Newcastle United Champions League women's team gets promoted. The 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 club is absolutely buzzing right now. How how awesome was last season? I didn't even talk about Carabao Cup final. And a lot of people, myself included, Mickey Mouse Trophy. Who needs who needs a cup with three handles? But I, still, for Newcastle, that's a massive. That was an absolutely massive, you know, you know, run right there, and it yeah. solidified that Eddie Howe was not doing the Man City thing. He was getting his players, building a team. Dan Byrne playing fucking left wing back. I mean, right. this guy's absolutely awesome. Well, that, how how sweet was last year? That's the thing. I mean, we we. We went to the cup final. We didn't even expect to go. To, I mean, you ask anybody before the season what your expectations are. What would you be happy with? Everybody said eh, eighth or ninth in a cup run. And we had our hell of a cup run. I mean, going to a final was incredible. And seeing all the Geordies take over London was outrageously cool. <laughs> That's awesome. And, you know, the game wasn't the best game. We didn't play that well. And it was it was a final. So, you know, maybe they were they didn't get up for the game. It was a finals are a different breed. So that was, you know, could have been better. But it's still you look back on it and you're just like, what a cup run that was. But as a season, I mean, Jesus Christ. You, I mean, again, I don't think any of us really would have asked for it. We I, we really literally honestly would have been very happy if we had finished sixth, seventh, eighth and yeah. finishing fourth. And really, honestly, we should have finished third. And then we kind of we petered off at the end there. But just incredible. And it was just what was really cool about it was that, like I said before, when the takeover happened, our local group was was kind of it was actually in tatters, not because of the club was bad, so people wouldn't go out to watch, but it was it was sort of this thing where uh, DC, I don't want to get boring with it, but we were just, there were a few geographic groups that, that didn't really talk to each other that well. And by having such a great season so fast, it really started to coalesce everybody's interest and brought us together. And we made a lot of friends. We had a lot of really good times. Bill and I both went to Newcastle this year. It was just like it was it was a vehicle for just a great year in everybody's life. And we kind of recognize what that's what football can do. You know what I mean? The Champions League is going to introduce new opportunities for us to enjoy ourselves, to have fun, to talk about it, make connections. And that's really what it's all about. So that's what I really enjoyed about it. Hundred percent. That's why Brian and I wanted wanted like different people on. Brian can go into what we started this whole thing here for, um, but I couldn't. I mean, that's spot on. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's that's a huge thing. It's like you know. I mean, we we just you know we we wanted to help just create just community. I think and, I and everything it. like that. Just amongst just amongst you know soccer fans in general, just for the sport and help grow the sport as well. But I mean, that's that's the big thing. You know, we just we just want the. We like building a community and kind of reaching out to other people to to kind of you know just to make new friends of the show and, and something like. Well, that. you guys are acting all kumbaya. I'm about to say something really mean. What was it again? So yeah, we've got go Chelsea. Go on. We've got Chelsea. Chelsea Manchester Liverpool United. City. Liverpool. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I will. In City, not United. In Manchester City. <laughs> yeah. You all. I. You probably have other sports that you enjoy. So I know. I think you're a Lions guy. Is that right? So. Unfortunately, I okay. went all Detroit. Then so you will know Chelsea exactly what I'm about. You, 
Yeah, okay. You will know exactly what I'm about to say. From a footballing perspective, you will never, ever, ever feel what Kevin and I and Newcastle fans have felt this past year. Because coming from absolute hopelessness to joy, right? Like, I see... I see Manchester United fans complaining, uh, you know, about the Glazers. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right? Like, honestly, what, what is your problem? You, you know, like, oh, you didn't win nine Premier League titles in a row? Right. So sorry. Right? Like, what you is your you problem? You only managed to spend $220 million right. this like, offseason. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, I, you know, and so to go from, and Kevin and I have talked about this, to go from absolute hopelessness to this year, which came out of nowhere. Like, we yep. know that Newcastle, Newcastle is on a path, right? Like, yep. their entire circumstances changed by virtue of the investment. And so, at some point in time, Newcastle will be a club that is at or near the top of the Premier League and at or near the top of world soccer. That's going to happen. Probably you should say world football when you're talking about it. But this year was... To hell with with those. Okay, good, good, good. We understand each other perfectly. Um, This year, I mean, it just, it came, it really did come out of nowhere. And you've said the name Dan Byrne a couple of times. We didn't bring Neymar in. We didn't, right, exactly. Right. We had a couple of, I mean, Kieran Trippier was a big player and, you know, he was very well known, but people had to look up, people still don't know how to spell Bruno Gimaraish's last name. You know, like these were players that were not necessarily rated by a lot of people. And the thing that Eddie Howe did is he turned Joe Lenton into a world beater and Joe Willock into a world beater. And, Sean freaking Longstaff, who Newcastle fans, I mean, he's a local boy, but they're like, get him out of there. They wanted him out of the club. So this year it was it was so unexpected and it was so special. I don't know that we will have a year like this one. And we finished fourth and didn't win a trophy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know, it's funny what you just said there that and I I, I actually agree with you that myself Brian and Alex won't go through the highs and lows that you guys have been through because you're not. I came into Chelsea when they weren't this this second division, the second division club. I'll, I'll I'll compare it to you guys have been in the back of the plane, pissed off that somebody's got their shoes off. I'm in first class, baby. That's <laughs> right. Cold. You know what I mean? That's it's, right. We're complaining, but it's not the same. There are levels here. For that's this. right. But, uh, that's right. They're out of the chicken. I get the fish. Right. You never get the <laughs> fish on a plane. <laughs> that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. It's been it's. It's been an absolutely electric season for Newcastle. Yeah. I was, I did not, I did not expect this no. from that team at all. And from, uh, I, I again, one of the big six. And I'm putting air quotes up. Nobody can see us, but air quotes up. One of the big six teams that that we support. All we ever heard about was, oh, if Newcastle have a good team, like you, this, this, this fan base is ready to go. The stadium's ready to go. And honest to God, I sat back and I was like, shut the hell up. Like I'm, I'm tired of listening <laughs> right. to this. And then this season came through, and I was like, this team. And this, I mean, they're playing with, you just said, not Neymar. Right. If I go, you know, if I go to, uh, what's the bar called again? The Hawk and Griffin. You're at Hawk and Griffin. If I head to the Hawk and Griffin, you know, a couple beers, I can't even pronounce Bruno's name. <laughs> I was not, you know what I mean? I'm, I was one of them that was like, hey, this, you know, this team is not, you guys get these kind of players, great players this year. And we'll get yeah. into them in a second. Great players. And you're having this kind of season. I could only imagine. And that's why Brian and I and Alex and I are always preaching on this show. If you're, if you're brand new, don't. Do not 
follow into the top six. That's not the way to go. You absolutely like take a year, watch the watch the league, and then you'll find a team that you really fall in love with. Yep. But you don't have to follow top six because I could, like I said, genuinely could not imagine what you guys had to go through the past couple yeah. years and then last year to see it all happen like this is just going to be absolutely electric. that was so nice of you to say as a Lions fan uh, because <laughs> you know exactly you know exactly hurts yeah I'm a Red Wings guy so we're you know I I, I you know I know the uh, love it yeah pain. But we've been we've 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 been to the mountaintop, but we're 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 not there now. But to have gone to have gone as long, and just yeah. not not even not winning, but not trying to win. Yeah, it yeah. was right. Yeah, rough. yeah, so frustrating. Yeah, for sure. And now you're, now you're drinking champagne with me in first class. <laughs> That's right. Actually, to be fair, I'm you're, way behind yeah, you. I'm in the back. Ahead of I was going to say, you took your seat. <laughs> like, These guys, we, we, they took your seat, bro. We, we sent back a drink to make sure you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Send That's this awesome. to the gentleman across from the bathroom in 38. Hey, right. hey, buy that guy the worst scotch you have the plate from us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh let everything about it so looking ahead uh to next season um is there like any any certain signing or signings that you guys absolutely want or are you are you are you just trusting eddie howe and at this point <laughs> our signings have not quite gone to uh to plan and i don't think that's that has anything to do with with newcastle eddie howe or, or the signings themselves i think it has mostly to do with the media i think every off season we get about 400,000 links between Newcastle and every player yeah. who's even somewhat available, as you guys probably And, dude, as well. soon as that sweet Saudi money show, showed up, you know every <laughs> you know every single yeah. yep. agent is out there going, ah, agent. Newcastle might want them. Got a call from Newcastle. Got a call yeah. from Newcastle. That's right. It's, it was like the Greggs down by. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, That's right. yeah. It, so nobody, nobody in particular. I mean, you guys got Sandro Tonali, which is, I, I mean, again, massive buy from AC Milan. I mean, a stalwart over there for the past couple of yeah. years and anybody else that you're looking at, you, you said it a moment ago, man, it's not, it's maybe it's not so much the signings you get, but because you have Eddie Howe, he has turned Joel. I remember watching Newcastle and Newcastle fans were wanting Joel Linton gone. Would you spend, I think 30, 35 yeah. mil on him and everybody's going crazy. He was a record now, signing. He yeah. kicked himself he... in the head with a ball. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He blocked his own shot with his face. That. Yes. So was, different, different yeah. cat. It, it's a different now, cat. Yeah. Leader. Yeah. yeah, right. No, but I, I honestly, I mean, Tonali, if he does, he's it's not final yet. Still, after about three weeks of basically, quote unquote, being final, it's still not mm-hmm. done. Yeah. But I feel like there there always is. There was with Isak. There are always these surprises sort of towards the end of the window. And it's less about Eddie Howe, I think, as it is about Dan Ashworth, mm-hmm. where we have now um, a gentleman who who understands the business, who never stops working. Before, like Bill said before, it was like North Korea. There was literally one person in charge and one person under him. There was no communication. We had no reason to believe that they were doing any work during the week when they had other things to do, like run sports directors, which is obviously more important to them than yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now there is a dedicated staff. They're they're reaching out to the fans. They're reaching out to the to the papers. They're reaching out to everybody. So even if the people that we were originally linked with go elsewhere, which is what's happening now. I don't see, I mean, there are, of course, it's Twitter. There's going to be a lot of Newcastle fans out there who are freaking out, but I'm not one of them because it's happened before where we're going to come in at the end of the window with some really astute, reasonable signings that were probably not going to be what people expected, 
But by week 15, you're going to be like, fuck me. That was the signing that <laughs> yeah. we needed. Here's where, here's where I am, because you have to recognize. I mean, I think we all on certain levels recognize that, that and you use the air quotes, but I, I, we can be more definitive about it. Newcastle, at least over the last 15 years, has not been as big of a club as the big six. Fine. I mean, I, I think that is just simply something that should not be controversial to say. Yeah. This week, Newcastle lost out on James Madison going to Spurs, and you would think it was Christmas time at Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right? True. Like so yeah. that oh, they love that it. tells me yeah. that tells me that the levels that we are dealing in now are simply different. Right. Even yeah. if we're not getting the players. And who knows? And and uh, Kevin's exactly right. Dan Ashworth is Dan Ashworth built Brighton before he came to Newcastle. Like this is he is an official member of the not fucking around club, right? Like yeah, that's right. Um, head, so head leader of this right now. Yeah, exactly. So the fact that the fact that we are losing out on players that Liverpool is delighted to get just tells you that we are we're not there yet. But the yet is probably the most important part of that sentence. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, all. That's super interesting, man. I can't. I, I truly cannot wait to see where New. You're, you, I saw this whole thing. Tottenham going, fans going crazy because they took somebody from Newcastle. I was like, look at this yeah. classic fucking. Spursy. That's right. <laughs> so Spursy. So Spursy. So Spursy. Guys, what next year Champions League? Do you want? Do you want to draw the big boys, or do you want an easier route? Bill. So I have looked. I here's. My dream is that we have an one of the easier teams in pot one. And I know that there's no such thing. I mean, there's no, of course. Well, that's that's yeah. why you think that's that's the point. Right. But then because any pot one team is just a dream. Right. But I, I but Feyenoord is in pot one and Real Madrid is in pot two. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Give us give us a smorgasbord. Like, let us, you know, I, I think that whatever because Newcastle has exactly zero extra points beyond the Premier League's rating. We have not been in any European competitions in 15 years. It is going to be terrifying to whatever group we're in that we are the fourth team in the group. Right? We are not we are not I oh God, I don't want to end up like, you know, making somebody angry at us, but we're, we're not some happy to be their club, right? Like, you know, uh, we are a top 20 in the world club right now and shouldn't be on that run of form in group four. We will be, we will be the key of whatever that group is. It'll be the group of death. I, I agree. You're not one of these clubs from like Belgium, right? Right, Belgrade I, Red Star. Yeah, and no, and no disrespect to them at all. I mean, I, thank you. I was trying not to be disrespectful exactly. because I happen to think that you know, I I happen to think that it's such an an accomplishment for any club to make it to the Champions League that I want oh, to be absolutely. I want to be respectful of the fact that they have done everything that they needed to do to get there. But if you had to, but play, if you ask me, right. if you ask me, my answer is a little bit different. No, I, I want the big boys. For three reasons, very, very simple reasons. Number one, direct flights. <laughs> I want fucking direct flights to all of those away games. 
Because we got games two days after that. Yeah, I'm 100%. not gonna. I'm not routing. Oh, through. I thought you meant for you. You meant for the club. <laughs> <laughs> no, for the well, both. But yeah. Both. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think that they are hopping on some like Ryanair flight to get there? <laughs> no. No. I'm gonna say these two words again, Kevin. Saudi money. We are flying direct <laughs> wherever it's going. Come you guys on. got champagne in first class Come now, buddy. Don't, don't forget. Yeah, that's don't true. Forget, dude. I'm used right. to it. Hey, look. I'm used to, It's going to take me some time to adjust. Number one, direct flights. Yeah. Number two, because we play up to the biggest teams. We always have. I, I think we can. It doesn't matter if we're playing against the third pot team or the first pot team. We usually have a tendency to play down to the poor teams and up to the big teams. And we can pull out victories against bigger clubs just as easily but like at the same rate as we could to a smaller club and number three i've waited for this my whole goddamn life you know this is why we do it you don't do it to try to sneak by into the into the group stages until you can get smoked by some other other team we want we're here let's let's enjoy it you know let's bring let's bring psg let's bring real madrid let's bring the big boys to saint james park and then we can wine and dine them when they come so that (laughs) next year we're gonna buy one of their players. That's right. That's right. I I love I love I genuinely love both both thoughts in there. Um, I I think if I was in if I was in the Newcastle situation, feed me the big boys as well. If I've been waiting that long, Kevin. I mean that's that's. But you're you're in a no lose situation here. 100%. I think Newcastle. Yeah. yeah, I think Newcastle could do some absolute damage next year. The group's obviously not been set out yet, so we'll make a final decision then, a final thought then. But. I think Newcastle are being set up right now to be. You said it yourself. Eddie Howe came from that Diego Simeone mold, and you see what he's done in the Champions League. That defense first, compact. And we're going to talk about this season you know, in a second here, but a lot of people don't really know. Newcastle, fucking good on defense last year. Right. I mean, what, the best team on defense for a lot of the year. Yep. Nobody knows who Fabian Shaw is. They fucking should because he's, so, he's that damn good. Yep. And this is this is a team that he could is a handsome you, bugger. You ain't yeah. kidding. You, you want to talk about a good look, you man? You ain't kidding me. One hundred percent, man. I don't know how. It's wild, man, because he'll he'll play a full ninety. He'll play a full ninety minutes, and his hair does not move. Right I, place, I, and he usually ends up concussed. He's right. ending up concussed almost every game. Right, right. and he's still right. that helmet just doesn't right. change. Doesn't change. That's right, man. That's right. All right. So this on on the next on the next one here, man. Absolutely, I'm loving this. By the way, I appreciate you guys coming on, man. This is so. awesome. Awesome. I can't m- middle middle of the season, man. You got to get you guys back on to see how everything's For going. Sure. Uh, but this is absolutely awesome. The uh, next season outside of the Champions League, back into the Premier League. How how optimistic are you on everything? Obviously, signing's not done yet. We haven't even got to preseason. Preseason really starts on Monday. You guys, everybody listening, will hear this on Thursday. So it'll be four days into preseason. How how are we feeling, Bill? I'll start with you, man. How are we feeling? Optimistic. You know, what are we thinking about next season in the Premier League? Is it so on our show? So on our show, I said we would finish third this next season. Okay, love it. Absolutely love that. I love that. Where are you at with that, Bill? Uh, maybe I'm questioning it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I said it. Yeah. I said it. Right. It's been said. Yes, it's, it's been. Said. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Some have said that we're going to finish third. Uh, <laughs> I think I think we're actually going to be okay. Well, Kevin and I went through the uh, the exercise of putting together the Premier League season, then where the uh, the Champions League and the League Cup games were, and we actually we have an awful first four games in the Premier League. It is it's Villa at home, Manchester City at away, Liverpool at home, and then Brighton away. Brighton away, I think. 
which is about as tough as it gets. So that is a rough. That's that a rough a start. Yeah. yeah. So so we may not come out firing hot, but uh, yeah. but but you take those four games off the table. You don't. You only have to play them one time. I think that we're going to be fine. But we are a very thin squad. I mean, we, as Kevin alluded to, limped into the end of the season because the most important uh, player on the field for us, Bruno Guimaraes, literally was working on one leg. And we have no one who could step in and be 90, 80 or even 70 percent as effective as he. So we are we are an injury away from me re recalibrating but that's why this tonali signing is so so important because he's a match to bruno gamerage you could play one or the other or you could play them both so i know that was a long way for me you asked me for a number no that's great yeah but uh i i think we're gonna be fine next year champions league would be a dream uh but i think we will be in the competition for europe once again I, I genuinely believe if you guys find I, I like Dan Burns, but I think if you get an upgrade at left back, have Dan Burns be more of like a squad rotation guy. Yep. If you can get Tonali in there, the way Joel Linton's running in midfield, mm. I oh, mean, this, this team could be. Are you guys keeping Alan St. Maxim or is he going somewhere? I think we're going to keep him. Yeah, I don't I don't think that anybody's going to want to pay the price tag that we're going to put on. him. Yeah, and I think I think actually there there will be there will be games. If you look at the way that Newcastle's squad is is kind of set up, there's not many players who can beat a team by themselves, which is which has kind of been our Achilles heel at times. When when you get teams that put ten men behind the ball, we don't have guys who can just dribble through everybody and make something happen. Allenson Maximin is our most creative player. He's also our most frustrating player. He's learned a lot. He's progressed a lot under Eddie Howe, but he's still Allenson Maximin and hopefully there will be new opportunities this year with Eddie needing to do things differently, which I think will be really, really interesting to see. And also it's one of the reasons why I'm super excited that they're coming to the United States for preseason. It's kind of like not the best situation for Newcastle, actually this whole preseason thing, because we need to experiment and we need to test new formations and the competition level is going to be so high in that tournament. We need a couple more, you know, games against like Gateshead and a third division Danish side or something like that. Liverpool. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? (laughs) Oh! Oh, yeah. I feel that. That's awesome. Kevin, what's, uh, what, how, how, what are we looking at next year? How are you feeling about next year? Do you think, are you, are you in agreeing with Bill? I know, like I said, this is super early days. I won't clip this against you or anything like that. I'm not going to pick on you later on the middle of the season. <laughs> no, you should, actually. That will be fun. Uh, uh, yeah, that's fair. You think, fair. You think fair. we can't we take it? <laughs> we were miserable for 14 years. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about next year, man? Are we thinking, I mean, are you I, optimistic about everything? I'm, of course I'm optimistic. I, I'm not as optimistic as Bill was. I said fifth on that same episode. I said that we were we would finish in fifth. I think that, like everybody says, you know, this was a great year for teams like for sort of mid-level teams like us, Aston Villa, Brighton to play well this past year because Liverpool, Chelsea didn't play as well as they historically do. So it was a great opportunity for some folks to you know get their shoe in the door. I think we did a little more than that. We obviously don't just need a shoe in the door. We are a new team now and we're going to continue to compete every year. But fourth is fucking amazing. If we finish fifth or sixth this next season, it won't be depressing it won't be a defeat it'll be holy shit we've done it twice in a row 
let's keep let's keep it up let's keep doing it and i really just like bill i really think at this point eddie howe has the players minds and hearts in his hand you know what i mean we are eddie howe's team yeah and that's going to go a long way for us and i really frankly i think that the players outperformed what even eddie howe thought that they could this past season so now it's not about getting the players to perform better because they already do perform well it's about getting more players who can play at that level and and giving them time to get bet into eddie's system and learning as a squad so i'm really hoping that we do get a couple players to elevate our team because you know number one we're gonna have a, i'm hoping we have 60 games this season really yeah. with I'm, I'm thinking we're gonna have more than one cup run we can hopefully have two and and hopefully we'll stay in either the Champions League or um, Europa. So I hope we run out the training staff for the Carabao Cup, whatever it is, <laughs> and just get it off our plate. <laughs> I hear you on that. I see it. Play the wow. kids. Play all play the kids, man. Right. Play them all. I'm not bothered by that one. Put, put carry some goal again. No way. That's, fine. That's right. That is so funny, man. So this 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 next season coming. You brought up, I mean, Eddie Howe. We talked a lot about Eddie Howe here. I, like I said, I think Eddie Howe's been an absolutely phenomenal manager. His number two, Jason Tendall. What's up with uh, this oh, stuff Matt I'm dog. seeing? What, Let's go. What am I seeing on Twitter where this guy likes being center of attention all the time, man? What the hell is all this? I see a lot of pictures <laughs> of this guy being, you know, forcing himself in there. Every group photo you brought up, you know, Eddie Howe bringing this this team effort and this team camaraderie. And in every photo I see of all the teams <laughs> celebrating, there's one guy right in the center, man. What's up with that? That's Strange. because the team wants him in the center. Strangely <laughs> strangely tan for a guy who lives in a place where there's four hours of light in the wintertime, don't you think? <laughs> every day. Yeah. Another one, man, goes to the Fabian Shaw hair group that his hair just does not yeah. move, man. So th- stuff, they've worked together for a very long time. They were they, they, they were yeah. paired up in uh, in Bournemouth as well. And the thing that you've got to know about Eddie Howe is that he is a deep introvert. And Jason Tindall is, he's his alter ego. And so, yes, he is a little bit of the center of attention. But Eddie Howe is just, he's a little bit like a mad professor who wants to stay in his lab. And you can tell whenever he is put out in front of the camera, he's a little uncomfortable. He's a little bit like, this is the least favorite part, but I got this guy who loves this stuff. If only you would give him a chance. If only you all would listen. So yeah, no, Eddie. Uh, so Jason Tindall, he handles a lot of the de- defense. I mean, they really are. Uh, they, they really are a team. So, Yes, it is very. He does a lot more in training than just flash that smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think it's. I. I think that whole the way that took off with Jason being is absolutely hysterical, man. It just goes oh, yeah. on to the, the the how. It's the, not only hysterical. It's exactly the way they wanted it to play sure. out. I mean, it, there's nothing more than Eddie Howe wants is them for him to take all of the attention off yeah. of Eddie because, like Bill said, he doesn't want. Eddie, he just wants to focus on formations and tactics and all that kind of stuff. And and Mad Dog is really the dark art specialist here. I mean, he's the yeah. guy who is telling Joe Litton, get off your ass and go get a yellow card from the bench yeah. twice <laughs> yeah, this right. season. He was the guy who was going into the opposing you know team's box and getting in their ear and listening to what they were trying to tell their players to do. I love this guy. Newcastle fans all around love the <laughs> yeah. Mad Dog. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like, let's put Eddie up there as the nice, sweet, brilliant, quiet, leader of our team and just have mad dog just fucking <laughs> the whole goddamn match. i love it 
That's I, that's good, man. I, I I've appreciated every second of this this conversation here. Oh yeah, we love love genuinely loved having this gun. Before we let you go here, Brian, you got anything before I uh, last? No. I got one. I got one more from me over at the Hawk and Griffin. What's the best thing to get over there? We will. I'll, I'll make a trip up. Brian, Alex, and I'll make a trip up this Heck year. Yeah. Watch Newcastle. Hopefully, lose against Chelsea. Maybe maybe set that that's one up. Happen. Oh, dude, that's uh, a. That's a date, first of all. Yeah, y- y- y'all <laughs> yeah, coming. No, it, we'll, we'll have a great time, and then when we win, absolutely. the drive home will be longer. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. Best thing to get at the Hawk and Griffin, man. Best food wise. Well, I'll start. I'll start, Bill. And I'm not. This is actually not an answer, but for a while, the great story about the Hawk and Griffin was that I don't know if you guys know, but Boddington's no longer serves kegs to the United States. They they weren't getting enough of business, so now they only ship cans over. They're not shipping any more kegs over. And when we found out about all of our, because, you know, by the way, uh, Newcastle Blue Star isn't brewed in Newcastle anymore. Now it's brewed, I think, in, is it Baltimore or Pennsylvania or something? Is it really? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's brewed by Lagunitist. 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 Uh, so California plus like Baltimore. Yeah, I think it's. Oh, I think it is. I think wow. there's a place it on the East Coast, Richmond. but it's just. I don't really? think so. I think it's north of Yeah, us. you know, Stone is there, of course. Yeah, Stone's down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, anyway, I'm just throwing out names. Hey, it might be. <laughs> they drink beer in Cleveland. It might be there. <laughs> but yeah, so, go ahead. So, so there's no Newcastle on tap at the bar, and very few people actually order the cans or the bottles because it's not the same Newcastle anymore anyway. So we were all drinking Boddingtons from the tap, and we found out that it was, it was no longer going to be delivered. So somehow, Tom, the owner of the bar, one of the owners. He was able to find, what was it, six kegs, like the last six kegs of Boddington's in the United States of America. And he wouldn't tell anybody how he got them. (laughs) But lo and behold, they came over. So we were able to drink the last draft poured Boddington's in this country. And that was just that was like my all time favorite. See, thing Kevin, I thought you were going to say Jameson's orange. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. <sighs> That's an inside was, story. Oh. Jameson's orange, which I'm sure is good in, uh, you know, along with other things, but by itself was a little rough. Yeah. But we uh, <laughs> that's what when we, I come up. Yeah. When I come up, we'll we, pour we, a few. You guys can tell me all about it. We polished yeah. a whole bottle off when we qualified for the Champions League, and it was a yeah. difficult bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Bill, 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 best thing to eat over there. Fish and chips. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, they worked really, really hard. And before they opened, they would ask some of us over and they'd, they'd be like, well, here's how we're cutting the chips now. Do you like this? Do you like, and, and they, they really, really have crushed it. And so we have, they really focus on their food. The food is incredible yeah. there. It's really, really yeah. good. Oh, we will, we will definitely be making oh, a trip up sometime absolutely. this season. Yeah. You're only between awesome. that. You're only between 90 minutes and six hours away up. That's 90- exactly. You <laughs> Dude, right. you ain't kidding. You a hundred percent. You ain't joke. kidding. If that easy pass lane is closed, I'll see you guys in eight hours. Yeah, exactly. Hundred <laughs> percent. We we've we've been talking to Bill and Kevin of uh, the mis- at a mischief of magpies. You find them on Twitter at mischief of mags. This has been absolutely awesome, guys. We genuinely appreciate taking the time out of your day yeah. to come on and talk with us for real. We'll, we'll do this again sometime middle of the season. I promise you, I yeah. will make a trip up there. We'll absolutely. have a couple of drinks, watch a couple of games, man. Can't be absolutely wait. awesome. Can't wait, Bill, good, Kevin. Thanks, Thank man. You. 